Hello and welcome to another Perusia podcast. Uh, very excited today uh, to have a good friend, uh, someone we've uh, introduced to you throughout the throughout COVID. We had these different pilgrimages. We had uh, the digital pilgrimages and conferences. And uh, if you remember the Advent pilgrimage and the Las Posadas, we partnered with Patchwork Heart Ministries. Ministries. Now they've been busy in America and uh, and recently released a brand new film called Who Do You Say I Am, which is a documentary film on the Shroud of Turin. I'm speaking now with the director and founder of Patchwork Heart Ministries, Bill Snyder, and he joins me from the United States right now. Hello, Bill. How are you doing? It's wonderful to be with you, Charbel. I'm doing great. Uh, joining you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the United States. So it's great to be with you. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, um, congratulations on this film. Um, it, it's, a, it's a great film. Uh, we're excited to be um, bringing it to Australia as well. So working with you and as part of the announcement here, we we're going to announce uh, about how making it available in Australia, New Zealand, the Asia Pacific region. Um, but I wanted to spend some time talking about it. Before we dive into the film, though, how, how have you been? How's Patchwork Heart? Um, I mean, the last time we saw you in the Perusia side of things, we had an Advent pilgrimage uh, going on and we've done a Lenten pilgrimage and we've done some things together back then. Uh, love to talk more about about uh, yeah anything else you've been up to. Yeah, you know everything everything's been going wonderful. Uh, let's just you know pa Patchwork Heart Ministry has been growing. Obviously, our biggest project has been this, uh, but we're we're gearing up for a Marian Summit here, and uh, which you're a part of um, in in just a couple of weeks here. Uh, so that's going to be great, May 16th through the. Uh, 18th. Uh, we got 20 different speakers from all over the world. They're going to be talking about the Blessed Mother. We've got that going on. So we encourage people to always jump over to our YouTube channel and, you know, subscribe to us. Uh, just search Patchwork Heart Ministry. You'll find us. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're, we, we continue to stay busy, but, uh, but this documentary certainly had us, uh, had us very busy over the last two years uh, producing and, and putting it out. So uh, we're real excited about it, and uh, we're we're so blessed to be able to uh, to be able to have it and and share it with the world. Yeah, praise God, Matt, You have been busy. You have been busy. I tell you what, I am excited about that uh, Marian um, conference coming up as well. Um, which uh, I think by the time people are watching this, it's 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 happening as we speak, or, or would have just happened. But um, I would that the video is available. If those people who've missed the the live, um, they can go to. Would Patchwork Heart have it up, or is it with St. Raymond's? Yeah, St. Raymond Onatis Foundation, Patchwork Heart Ministry, and Fiat Ministry Network are all together on this. And so Fantastic. Uh, it'll be available right on my YouTube channel. You can uh, subscribe on the Patchwork Heart Ministry YouTube channel and get all the videos. They're free and forever available. <laughs> so uh, no Praise matter God. when you're watching it. Mm -hmm. How, um, just for those who don't know what Patchwork Heart Ministries is, what, how would you describe um, what you do? Um, so what, what, what is Patchwork Heart Ministries? What I mean, you do multiple things, and so how would you sum it up in, in, in a short a few sentences here? Yeah, so uh, simply, uh, we seek to sow hope into broken hearts, and we do that through devotionals, mm. videos, podcasts, books, online videos. Uh, we, that's, what, that's what we do. Um, but uh, it stems from the fact that uh, I was born with a patchwork heart. I, I'm a survivor of three open heart surgeries. Uh, wow. So I literally have patches sewn in my heart, keeping it beating right this very second. So that's where the name comes from. But, uh, you know, we just seek to sow hope into broken hearts and be divine physician assistants, Charbel. We want to point wow. people to the guy who can heal the hearts because I can't do anything about it, but Jesus can. <laughs> 
Wow, well done. Well said. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Wow. Praise God. Well, congratulations on such a great ministry. It is uh, broadcasting across multiple platforms and now around the world. Um, if, so there is a website, there is a YouTube channel, there is, uh, you are on podcast platforms. How do people find you? Can you let's, let's just point people to, to that? Yeah. Uh, very simply, go to patchworkheart.org. Uh, that has absolutely everything. Our website, uh, our email, and everything is listed on there. So that's what I would say. Go right to our website and find out, find out more information, patchworkheart.org. Fantastic, fantastic. Now um, let's talk about this big project. My goodness, uh, who do you say I am uh, a movie? Now there are multiple documentaries out there on The Shroud. The Shroud of Turin is something personal for me as well. I, I uh, came back to the faith uh with an encounter with Christ, and part of my encounter was seeing an image of the shroud. It was on the door of a tabernacle um, 24 years ago, and I remember seeing it clearly till today. It was like yesterday. I didn't even know that was the shroud until later I discovered what it was and fell in love with this. This is a, a relic uh, for our times. This is a, a miracle, <laughs> and God left something miraculous here. But, you know, there's been controversies over the years and people claiming, you know, um, is it fake? Is it phony? Is it made man-made all these sort of uh, claims how do we know it's truly jesus you do tackle uh, these questions in this documentary can i just ask uh, with all the other documentaries what makes this one so different why did you feel a need to do a documentary on the shroud when there are others out there you're right there are countless documentaries on the shroud and you know Sherbell, i remember watching them when i was a you know young adult mm. at my grandmother's house and I would sit there with eyes of faith as a believing Christian person, and I would sit there and go, yeah, duh, it's Jesus. But, you know, the History Channel and Discovery Channel here in America anyway, when you, when you look at those, you know, platforms, they, they always are missing the element of faith. They, mm. they might loosely touch upon it, but they don't dive into it, you know, in the deep end of the pool. And so they're always leaving you with a question— or with a possibility that it could be Jesus, but but not really delving and looking through the eyes of faith. And so with all these other documentaries out there, I really wanted to look at the Shroud through a Catholic lens, through a Christian perspective, right? Uh, because when scientists study the Shroud and faithful scientists study the Shroud, uh, you, you see something so powerful. Um, you... When, when you look at the shroud through the eyes of faith, scripture opens up, um, you know, and all kinds of things come alive. Our our Catholic mass has a deeper meaning. Uh, so I really wanted to look at it through the lens of faith. And both uh, both uh, researchers that we have in the film, we have two wonderful researchers, Brian Walsh, who's the director of the uh, Shroud of Turin Center in Richmond, Virginia, and also uh Richard Bernacci. He is the director of or the co-founder of Faith-Based Communications, and both have been studying the Shroud for decades. Uh, wow. And guess what? They're both faithful Catholics. And so looking through the eyes of faith at the Shroud, this that's what separates this documentary from the countless numbers that are out there. Wow, fantastic. How? how um, so just to, to give people an expectation of what is this film? Um, so it is about the Shroud. It is a documentary, just to, to um, confirm that. And how long does it go for? 
So it is uh, 53 minutes of runtime. Okay. Uh, and, you know, again, this is not something that is, you know, going to delve into every bit of science because both Brian and Richard could talk for a weekend worth conference or even, you know, a week long, they could talk on every aspect of this. We, we provide an overview of the science again, through the lens of faith, but, uh, yeah, it's about 53 minutes long. Okay. So, um, these, these two men who are experts on the shroud, how did you come across them? Did you just see them, uh, at conferences or were you working with them uh, leading up to this and and then what the idea of where the idea of doing this documentary come from yeah um so our our good friends at fiat ministry network kent kohalski uh knows brian quite well and right. brian um was working with him just cataloging his work he was going on zoom and just kind of recording his work because he, he didn't want to lose it right and he didn't want to lose his work he's getting older in age and you know these researchers want to preserve their work and so kent and brian were going on and they were doing little mini podcasts and things to you know kind of preserve brian's work and what ended up happening was uh, Kent mentioned this to me, you know, just kind of off the air, off the cuff. And I said, you know, would you ever think he'd consider doing a documentary? Uh, not that not that podcasts are bad and we need all the podcasts, you know, on the shroud we can get. But, you know, would he consider doing something that has a little bit of an emotional pull to it for the for the common man? Because, you know, you can talk all the science and all the X's and O's, but you know, it goes over a lot of people's heads. So what, yeah. what I wanted to do was bring it down into this, you know, in, in, you know, into the common, you know, kind of, you know, group of people that are believing in the shroud or, you know, or, or, or in their faith and draw in um, the, the faith aspect. So I said to Brian, or I said to Kent, would you want to maybe approach Brian about this? And so we got a zoom meeting together and soon enough we had uh, Brian on board uh, another, a uh, freak accident of the Holy Spirit uh, ran me into Richard Bernacci. Um, and the fact that he was literally driving through Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, on a Holy Week of 2021, uh, which was which was nuts. He said, hey, would you mind letting me film you for this documentary? And he goes, oh, no, absolutely. Uh, so he stopped by uh, my parish and we filmed him. Uh, and that's how it kind of came to be. Uh, all the pieces fell in place. Uh, from from there, and it was uh, it was fascinating, right? It was just a fascinating um, you know process to just allow the Holy Spirit to work um, in the filmmaking process, uh, and and know that you know every minute of us being faithful Catholics, every every part you know area of this film from producing, directing, writing, all of us are faithful Catholics. Uh, even the voiceover guys a Catholic, so you know we really wanted to you know we, you know it just becomes part of the film when you're when yeah you're fantastic the that's that's exciting i um yeah. i've only seen uh, uh i've seen it in parts i have not seen it one stop non-stop i've I, what i saw was brilliant um the quality is excellent uh congratulations by the way on that and just just to confirm so directors and producers you are the producer and director is that correct of, of this film yes i you know i would say i, I directed the film and uh kent and i are executive producers uh and then uh we have uh some original music by Penny Warner, uh, and of course, both wow. uh, with our talent uh, being uh, Brian and Richard. And then uh, beyond that, um, you know, voiceover guy Adam Frank. So yeah, I mean, uh, you can go on IMDb and look at all the <laughs> look at all the credits. But uh, it was yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. 
Great. And Ken, Ken of course, uh, in the editing post-production um, side, doing amazing work as always. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's a wizard. I always call him the Wizard of Eyes. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain because he can pull all of the strings. It's just incredible what he does. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Oh, congr- amazing. Well, now, can we dive in then, I guess, so, I mean, in 53 minutes, and there's so much to cover in the Shroud, but... Uh, what what did you i miss i guess it's a harder thing to say what don't you what what do you leave out <laughs> so how did you then you settled on what you did um come up with in those 53 minutes um mm-hmm. and that two-year process building it what can people expect uh watching is this for uh, specifically catholics or anyone can watch this can, can you can you dive into i guess the target uh, audience yeah, um, we, we, we try to paint a broad brush so anybody can watch us. We actually spend the first four and a half minutes talking about the state of the world and where we are yeah, as a right. culture, uh, because we there's a lot of people out there seeking, have a lot of questions, right? Jesus mm. asks a personal question. Who do you say I am to St. Peter, yeah. right? And actually to all the apostles, St. Peter gives them the answer. But, uh, you know, this this question is a crucial question. Everybody has to answer this question if you're a disciple. Who is Jesus? Is he the Messiah or is, is he not, right? And yes. so that's the question we we look at the shroud through. And, and, and we do it by keeping in mind that there are a lot of skeptics out there, but but preserving our own faith. So, so knowing that we are men of faith, and, and, and we state that in the in, intro to the film, faithful scientists looking at this through the eyes of faith. But beyond that, um, it's, meant to, it's meant to draw in the skeptics as well. So, so there's enough science in there. There's enough science and history mm. that even if you're not Christian and you're not uh, a believer whatsoever, and you're totally skeptical of all this religion stuff, right? Like if you're totally skeptical, maybe you've got a family member who's totally skeptical. Show them this film. That's what I would say, because, you know, we're coming at it through that angle, but it's also got enough meat for believers uh, to be able to, you know, learn and grow in faith too. So it's not, I, I would say it, we, you know, we try to paint a broad brush, um, you know, with broad brush strokes to draw everybody in. Fantastic. Well done. Uh, that's, that's very clever um, on doing that. And, and so I, I guess now let's, let's dive in then with a few facts here about what you cover. So can we start with a, a couple of, just to introduce the audience a bit, so just, again, just for the record, what is the Shroud of Turin? What is the Shroud? <laughs> Can we touch on that first? It is the supposed burial cloth of Jesus Christ. Okay. And uh, I, I see that the in the film, I mean, it's a very long cloth, so uh, covered, he was covered, what, front and back in, in his is, burial? Yep, it is 14 feet, by ju- just over 14 feet by three and a half feet long. And okay. uh, it, it bears a faint image of a crucified man um, that science cannot explain how that image got on the shroud. They, they are doing their absolute best <laughs> to come up with that. But to date, no scientist can definitively say how that image uh, got on the shroud uh, because it's not a painting. It's not a photograph. Um, even with all is, our technology. And even with all the technology we have today, Nobody has any idea how that was made. Just a remarkable, remarkable. Um, 
Well, that's that's actually right there. That's got my attention. That would get many of our listeners' attention. Um, so we can't even replicate this if we wanted to. Um, why is that? So what? What when you see the image? Why? Why? So it's not a painting. Um, it's a the, the markings. What? How do we describe the cloth? How is it actually marked? Then how do you describe what's on that cloth? Yeah. So what creates the image are, is a slight discoloration of the of the uh, fabric on the very outermost fibers. So it does not destroy the in, inner part of the fiber. It is a discoloration. Uh, and the only way that scientists have been able to replicate that is by firing uh, a, uh, a, a laser at a piece of cloth similar to the shroud to create a discoloration that looks similar. But it's only, it's not an image, it's just a discoloration around it. And it would take uh, the, uh, the equivalent of 11 AT&T stadiums in Dallas, Texas, running at peak power consumption for like 12 billionths of a second and then shutting off to create just that, it just, you know, like, 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 like the necessary wattage or power to create the image on the shroud, the full image on the shroud. They've, they've taken wow. 16 million watts of energy in an excimer laser. They fired that at a little tiny piece of fiber, and they've been able to re, just recreate a discoloration on a piece of fiber, but no image uh, or anything like that. They just have been figured out, okay, this might be, you know, radiation or whatever, but it's not, but it's not any type of, um, you know, thing that we could replicate on, on earth. So what does that tell us then about, uh, I guess this image is that, is that uh, then therefore, if it's like that, it's, um, are we assuming then, or are we concluding was Jesus, when he resurrected, was there some sort of, um, like an explosion or a, a, a huge light? Uh, is this, this is the, the, the theory then based on, on the way that the discoloring of the image is happening, is that basically from, yeah, an instant sort of at the moment of resurrection, this sort of happened? Is this, is this what, have we got a conclusion to, to that? Yeah, you know, actually, this is where we draw in a little bit of scripture. And actually, Richard okay. Bernacci draws in a little bit of scripture in the film. And he, he also talks about, there's a, there's a similar flash that he believes um, during conception. So during conception, there is a flash that takes place at the beginning of life. It's actually been studied uh, by a few different universities, and they can see like a petri dish of mouse eggs when the uh, sperm hits the egg to flash right then. And it happens on human uh, fertilization as well. It happens on, in all life. And what's amazing is, is that uh, this, this flash right at, the, right at the moment of conception um, you know, can, can be seen. And then we look at the, we look at scripture, we look at the, uh, I believe it's first Corinthians where it says that we will be changed in the twinkling in a flat, you know, in a, in a twinkling in a flash at the last trumpet twinkling of an eye. And we see that in scripture. Wow. And so, uh, Richard kind of draws that parallel in his presentation in our documentary. He goes, well, wait a minute. This could be a similar flash that not only we see at conception, but at at our own 
you know, uh, reunification at the end of time between our bodies and, and, you know, heaven, like we're promised. Right. So just like, just like the blessed mother has in, in heaven they, during the assumption. Right. So like, this is a, a phenomenal, um, you know, mind blowing thing. It brings scripture, wow. brings science, brings, uh, you know, everything together for us. So, so yeah, you know, again, we, it kind of leaves us speechless, right. At, at talking yeah. about it. Because we don't know exactly how to quantify it, but we just know that there are these things. And if we can, you know, connect the dots between them, we can see with eyes of faith that, man, this is a powerful, amazing event. Wow. Praise God. Um, yeah, amazing. So so, so you, you touch on that. Okay, that's what the trout is. We've sort of, we can't seem to replicate it. So there has been um, lots of scientists over the years investigate it, test it. Um, what, do you cover a bit of that in the documentary? So how, what types of testing uh, was taking place on, on this cloth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, what, what kind of stuff do we go into? <laughs> I mean, question. there's so much, right? I mean, everything from was there evidence of tearing, right? Because you got to debunk some of the people who think, okay, well, you know, they just stole Jesus' body and there's some image on the cloth. Well, there's no evidence of tearing. So, you know, yeah. you... you after three days of blood drying, it turns into like super glue. You would have to rip that shroud off of the body, right? Yeah. Wasn't torn anyway. Wasn't torn. Uh, so, so we kind of debunk mm. that. The, the other thing that we uh, touch on is the fact that there is human blood on the shroud, right? And this is one of the most powerful parts of the documentary, in my opinion, uh, is when we, when we talk about the blood type, because the, the blood type AB yeah. uh, means the universal receiver. So it, you can you can look at the shroud and see that even in the shroud, and if this is truly Christ, and the blood type is AB, that means that Jesus it re- was able to receive all of the sins of the world. He received all of that, every man, woman, and child's sins on him. He took it into his blood, right? And that blood was sacrificed on the cross for our sins. Like the even the blood type speaks to what we what we believe as Catholics, that Jesus was able to take all of the sins of the world onto him and then uh, you know, die for us. Right. People go, why wouldn't it be the universal giver? Why wouldn't it be blood type? Oh, well, no, Jesus needed to receive all of our sins so that he could die and suffer. It's just mind blowing uh, that wow. even the blood type that they find in the shroud is is that. So a B. A, so is that uh, basically um, are most people either A or B? Is this the, is this the claim? Is this, the, is this what you, the point is? Exactly. Yeah, A or B. Yep. And I mean, okay. AB is a legitimate blood type. People do walk around with it. Jesus wasn't the only one who had AB, <laughs> but um, but it, there's just it just speaks something to us. You know, it just speaks mm. something beautiful to us uh, that that Christ would have this blood type that he can receive blood from 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 anyone <laughs> he can receive blood from anyone and as brian mentions in the film you know it was the blood that was that was so crucial for the jewish sacrifice right like that like, like that blood was such an important uh, you know thing to say in the sacrificial process um of, of dying for one sin spilling the blood of an animal 
we call Jesus a lamb of God. There, there it is. It's yeah. even more proof on the shroud. Just, you know, wild. So we talk about that. We talk about, um, you know, the, the, we debunked the carbon dating, right? I mean, you know, the carbon dating, Brian, um, in his research, he, he came out with a paper on the research in 2020. Uh, so very recently, right? I mean, this is, you know, recent, um, you know, revelations about wow. what happened during the 1988 carbon dating process. Uh, and he came out with a, a, a journal article and we cover that in the film and he talks all about, um, you know, why that process of carbon dating was off. But, you know, so many people still or so many skeptics point to that and they say, hey, look, <laughs> um, the carbon dating was in the Middle Ages. It was in, you know, the middle you know, 1200s, 1300s. It can't possibly be that. Well, if the carbon dating was done incorrectly, it most certainly can put it back in the time of Christ. Um, another amazing fact wow. that we go into is the pollen on the shroud. That you know, this is this is proven that there's pollen on the shroud that was on, that only um, two in particular that only exist in a forty mile radius on Earth of of Jerusalem. You can't get it on anywhere else in the world. So it had to be in Jerusalem at some point. It had to be. Wow. And if it and if it was, and if it was in Jerusalem, you know, uh, think about it. If, if it was created in the Middle Ages. Was somebody there smart enough to go to all the way to Jerusalem, bring these two types of pollen all the way to you know someplace in Europe to create the to create the shroud? I it, that's a little yeah. far fetched for me to believe, you know. Do you deal with then? So in the film, you are dealing with and debunking the whole idea of the carbon dating um, mm -hmm. theory, uh, and and the, so you do deal with that in the film. Yes, absolutely, great, absolutely, great. Oh, excellent. You have to. You have to. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Um, what uh, there, there? So, the, the, just to understand the shroud, is it? Um, it's not somewhere where we can permanently. It's not on permanently display, is it? It's it. It only gets uh, revealed to the world every so many years. Do, do you know what the process is there? Like, how often can people literally see the shroud? Is there another display coming up soon? Um, I understand there's a reason for that as well. Could you comment on that? Yeah. So sure. Uh the 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 pope gets to kind of make the decision on when the shroud you know is displayed typically it's about every 10 years or so uh okay. and it's it's in the cathedral of san giovanni battista in turin italy which is the reason why we call it the shroud of turin <laughs> um you know but it's it's there it's it's in a uh, yeah. special case that preserves it uh in 2002 this is um one thing that did not make it in the documentary um, but in 2002, the shroud was vacuum cleaned and it was it was cleaned, um, which the scientists kind of get angry about because, you know, they they uh, stripped it down to, to preserve it further. And they put it in like a radon case to to prevent, you know, further decay of the shroud. But that also wow. eliminates being able to do f future scientific study on some of it because of the chemicals that were used to preserve the shroud. Uh, and so when you when you look at that, um, it, it, you know, again, it's to preserve the shroud, but at the and and also they mentioned to take better pictures of it and be able to sell better images of it. Mm -hmm. Well, sci scientists are like, eh, well, you know, are we really worried about you know selling better pictures of the shroud. Are we worried about proving its authenticity? Um, so, so that did um, skew some of the a future possibility to you know redo carbon dating and things like that. But um, so, so to preserve it from future decay, they've done that, and. 
the next plan showing though is in 2025. Uh, and okay. now whether that actually happens or not, we don't know, but, um, but so many, you know, here's the thing we had the ability to film and I want to give a big shout out to Marytown here in Libertyville, Illinois, uh, because we filmed a full length replica of the shroud and uh, there wow. are several different, um, organizations that provide full length replicas. Uh, you know, even in, in our, in our film, Brian has two backlit, um, ones as well. So you, of, of, of the front of the man behind him in the film. And oh, yes, so, in, the, in know, the trailer, people could say that as well. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. share that as well. Right. Yeah. And so there's no, um, so, so how, how should I say it? There's, there, there's no shortage of images and there's no shortage of, um, information about this. You know, it, the one that we filmed in Marytown actually travels the United States and it, mm. it goes all over the U S and people can uh, see a full-length replica. And let me tell you, I mean, I've never been to turn. I've never seen the original. But just seeing this replica shroud, it's incredible. Like, you know, staring at this 14-foot uh, replica shroud that's on cloth is beautiful. Um, and so, you know, I would I – mean, and, and I'm sure there's something in, in, in Australia somewhere for, for people to encounter the shroud because there's just um, more and more – um, research being done about it and more and more images yeah. with all the laser printers we have today to be able to create something very similar. Praise God. Yeah, I, I can. I, I do know uh, personally, there is a replica in the city of Melbourne in a church called um, Our Lady Star of the Sea in West Melbourne. And uh, it's down there in the crypt of the, of the church. That's a, uh, if people want to see that, those in, in Melbourne. Um, and I'm not aware. I'm, I'm sure there are other other places, but that's one I know of. Uh, that's that's in the crypt of Our Lady Star of the Sea, a replica there. Um, truly fascinating. I mean, this is a big deal. Is it? I mean, for those who are thinking, oh yeah, whatever. I mean, okay, the shroud. What what what's with all the attention? And and lately, I've noticed um, on YouTube, online, um, there are more and more uh, you know discoveries. Uh, talks, um, interviews, podcasts on this topic. What, what what's going on in, in in the most recent years? More than ever, I, I mean, we're seeing so many people discussing the Shroud of Turin. It's what for us is one of our uh, top searched items on our page, and so people are fascinated by the Shroud of Turin. Why do you think it is now that I guess it's become sort of top of the list of discussion points within within um, within this space on, on podcasts, especially in the Catholic world? You know, I think the reason why, I think honestly it's COVID. And mm. I think that we heard so much from our, from our leaders, at least here in the United States, I'm sure you heard it in Australia, the, that buzz phrase, follow the science, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you mm. faithfully follow the science, where does it lead you? You know, and, and, and Brian says this in the film, like, like using science, they faith and science blend. They they come together. Yeah. And when you and when you faithfully follow the scientific process without an agenda, without an agenda, where does it lead? And 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 that's one of the hardest things to do is be impartial. But scientists are called to be impartial and follow the science. And so, where does this lead you if you are you know devoid of your you know, personal beliefs, and you're devoid of any agenda, where does it lead? And again, 
you know, I think COVID coined that phrase, follow the science. And so how do we, as you know, uh, filmmakers, as, um, you know, scientists follow the science, uh, again, looking through the lens of faith, but, um, but, but at the science in a, in an impartial way. And, and I, and I think we did that in the film that we, you know, we left the science stand on its own. Of course, we brought in our perspective because we have to, but, um, mm. but, but, but we allowed the science to stand on its own to, to the best of our ability, um, you know, yeah. and let people make up their own mind. You know, that's, the, you know, that's the question Jesus asks too. Who do you say I am? It's not who does Charbel or who does Bill say I am? It's who do you say I am? So that's the question that's asked to the viewer in the film. Yeah. Uh, and, and you've got to answer it yourself. I can't answer it for you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's a, that's a profound question, isn't it? I mean, Jesus himself talking to the apostles and it was Peter, of course, who, who responded. But, um, but what a mo moment and, and what a great way to title this documentary because even looking at all the evidence, um, just like the apostles saw the evidence of the miracles that they saw and the, and the changes and the, and the conversions and the impact Jesus had, he still asked them that very important question. At the end of this documentary, as you watch all the evidence, you see science, you see faith, you'll see all of those um, points laid out very distinctly. Um, it's quite exciting. And the question remains, then after seeing all that, who do you say I am? I think it's a brilliant title. So well done on that. And I'm, I'm just um, excited about this film. And, you know, as you said, it's great to have it in the context of the Catholic um faith with Catholic presenters, Catholic producers, just to sort of, it, it's good time to time to something like this that's so profound um, to celebrate a bit that this is actually evidence that Jesus really did walk on this world. He did, there's evidence of the, of the scourging and the evidence of the crucifixion, evidence of a resurrection now. This cloth shows all that. Um, and then all those other elements to it. Uh, it's just, praise be to God, this should strengthen our faith. Um, did you personally, could you touch on yourself? Uh, did you have any, um, before doing the film, any preconceived ideas? And, and did you discover anything, you, any surprises for yourself personally that you could share with us today um, after finishing the film? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I'll just tell you that it was very powerful for me uh, to, mm. to walk this process, the whole process, right? Yeah. Uh, as a filmmaker and writer, you know, how do you, how do you, um, put into words the impact it had on my faith personally. And I, I would say uh, there were several surprises along the way um, and, and several things that made it challenging uh, from a filmmaking perspective. But, the, but the, the one thing I think that I learned the most was where I talked about conception and that flash. Um, I had, yes. you know, from it, 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 first of all, it ratified all of my pro-life beliefs, right? Like, you yeah. know, we're made in the image and likeness of God and it ratified all of that. I mean, I, I've been, always been pro-life, but it just gave me that, uh, you know, uh, wow moment. Uh, so that was very powerful. The other thing I think, uh, was, was really hearing the, the, the details of crucifixion. You know, and and being able to put that on screen, and you know, some of this is difficult to to listen to. Uh, you know, this this is you know, not for the faint of heart. You know, um, listening to the scientific um, you know details of what crucifixion entailed. 
Um, but, but, but putting that on screen and, and really, you know, I, I had to watch this 130, 140 times while I was editing this, right? Like, you know, so I got an opportunity wow. to really <laughs> hear it. And um, so, so encountering Christ in that way, just, wow, he really went through that. And, and if I was the only sinner on earth, he would have done it for me, you mm. know, which is, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's crazy. Um, it, he would go to that length for, for, for me personally. Um, and then for, of course, every single human being on the planet, uh, who has ever lived or ever will live. So, you know, like that's, that's amazing. Um, so yes, it, it impacted my faith greatly. I mean, I had always, uh, believed in the shroud. I always thought that the shroud was the authentic burial cloth of Jesus, but wow. Right. God. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I just can't wait to share it with the world. It's been a wonderful launch, and I'm so excited it's going to be on Paraousia. I'm so excited it's going to be on uh, the platform uh, out there for, for more people to see. Yeah, praise God. Thank you. Well said. All that was well said. And, and I, too, am, I'm amazed hearing you about the whole idea of conception, that if there's a flash of light at the moment of conception, it makes sense, it's, it's a, it's, but it's a profound, uh, uh, profound thing. So, wow, um, I'm going to... Yeah, look at it very differently. It just reaffirms, uh, you know, yeah, what you're saying. It's, it's fantastic. Wow, praise God. Thank you for doing this film. Um, I'm excited to sit down with the family and watch it. Uh, it, it do, would you say all ages could watch this film? Is it, uh, is it sort of specific for a particular age group? You know, um, I, I, uh, I definitely agree. A, a wonderful uh, woman, Amanda Lauer, wrote a wonderful um, review of the film on catholicmom.com. And, uh, she, she, uh, she mentions, you know, mature teens and above only because we talk about, um, crucifixion in depth and what that means. Okay. And then of, and then of course conception. And so you just want to be able to, you know, you know, yeah, good point. Thanks sure for that. You, <laughs> yep. Just make sure, you know, if you're, here's the thing, watch it and, and, you know, ahead of your children, watch it ahead of your children and say, Hey, my, you know, my child is mature enough. They've had these conversations, you know, do, do you want your, you know, six-year-old turning to you go, what's conception, dad? You know, uh, yeah, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So, <laughs> so, so make sure, you you know, watch it ahead of time. If you've had those conversations, you know, and, and, you know, some of the crucifixion stuff, it gets a little gory at the end there. Um, so just, you know, no, nothing visually, but, but, you know, as we talk about it, 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 it okay. can get gruesome. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> um, and and just uh, it has been launched in the states. You've you've done you've had some screening. Can you tell us a bit about how that all went and the and the reaction to the people who have watched it so far? What's the feedback been? Um, yeah, tell us a bit about what the journey so far since launching. Yeah. So um, so we so since we launched it in the states uh, on our on our website on our on our platform, uh, it's received uh, wonderful reviews. Uh, we actually had right. a night premiere uh in-person premiere um at, oh, at wow. inspiration studios in wisconsin uh and several people came uh to that we had a snowstorm so that was we had to compete with that but it was uh it was incredible uh the the conversation after the film we had a question and answer after the film and people were there for almost two hours asking questions wow. uh both nights about about how the you know the film uh, was and what the shroud, you know, presented and just, it was fascinating to be able to, you know, really see that and hear that, uh, you know, certainly for, for me, it was like, wow, I can't believe this, uh, you know, they edited with my two-year-old son on my lap, uh, you know, for the past couple <laughs> of years is having that type of impact. Uh, so, so I knew that was the grace of the Holy spirit, 
but um but yeah i mean we've we've received uh, wonderful reviews um and uh and and there's more to come i know that so it's just uh just a wonderful blessing and i encourage everybody to go and check it out watch it um you know get it on whatever platform but of course parousia media uh, go go support you know you and all of the work that you are doing by uh you know getting a copy through you uh because thank you so much of course well yeah we, we are excited um so right now as of now uh, uh for those in america um in the northern hemisphere basically around the world they go to your website patchwork heart ministries and they can find the film can you tell us how do we, how do they find the film yeah so go to patchworkheart.org uh there's a yep. shroud film page and if you click on okay. shroud film it comes up with all the information i will mention that uh if you are a parish if you are a um if you are a uh, you know organization that wants to show the film in public we have a different group rate than we do uh just the individual film and uh, you'll see that on our website but you can purchase the film you know if you're an individual you want to watch it at home with your family uh, around your tv uh you can go there's a link to watch or buy now uh rent you can rent it for 3.99 and buy wow. it for 7.99 uh, by the way, the three—it's a three-day rental. You know, we 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 had to go with something with scripture there, right? Three days. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Very trinitarian. <laughs> very, very trinitarian. <laughs> well done. Well, I'm pleased to announce uh, as of this podcast and as of now, people can go um, to our website as well. Those in the Asia Pacific region in our local currency, so we are—it's—it's uh, it's matching the same price. Um, and you can get access to this film. So $3.99 and $7.99. I mean, it's under $10 to, to own it, uh, under $5 to, to rent it. And it's going to support uh, great ministries, Patchwork Art and Perusia, and the work Fiat Ministries and everyone involved as well. So this is exciting, um, Bill. Uh, I, we, I want to encourage everyone, please, if you, if you can't purchase it, rent it. And if, if you are a, a subscriber to the Perusia On Demand, we are offering that to our monthly subscribers as well. That's an added to the library. So if you're not yet a subscriber, please subscribe. We have a monthly subscription or for donors, you get free subscriptions. So um, those who are donating on a monthly basis, you this is part of a thank you to you. So um, go to our website, perusiamedia.com. That's P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A media.com. Uh, we'll put links in the description below. Go to uh, Perusia On Demand. You'll see that 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 link on the homepage on the, in the menu. And then you'll, you'll see Shroud, the Shroud movie, Who Do You Say I Am? Um, you can search that and then you'll be able to look at it either. If you're a subscriber, you'll be able to get access to it. If you're, if you're not, then you can rent it or purchase it. So please do it. Anyone in the Asia Pacific region, we are excited to announce today. It is out there live and available. Get, um, please share this around with as many people as possible. I think it's going to be powerful for any, any skeptic out there and, and those who want to strengthen their faith. What a powerful witness, what a powerful tool you can use, um, to, to share the, the love of Christ and what he's done for us. Wow. So, Bill, I'm excited. Thank you very much for this. So let's pray that this continues to touch lives and hearts um, and, 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 and really reach far and wide. So thank you for doing this. Oh, Charbel, thank you for having me on. And it's been an honor and, and blessing to be with you today and, uh, and share about this with, uh, with you to all your listeners and, and Parousia audience. So thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. The honor is mine. Just uh, one last thing before you go. Uh, anything in the pipeline coming up? I mean, any other films in, in the planning uh, down the track for Patchwork Heart? 
ministry. Oh, we've we've got a few things in our in our uh, arrows in our quiver. I just can't make any uh, hard announcements. Nothing public yet. Stay, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned uh, to our to our channel because uh, and, and to our ministry. We got a mailing list too. You can go over on our website. You'll see and you know, sign up for our emails. Uh, because you know, stay tuned. We've got stuff coming. We just, I just can't say, oh, definitely, it's coming out right now. You know, uh, but yeah, we've got some great things in the works. Fantastic. Well, thank you, thank you so much, uh, Bill, for joining me today uh, on this uh, with this special announcement, the brand new film, uh, Who Do You Say I Am. Congratulations, and and please pray for us. And uh, looking forward to doing much more with Patrick Hart Ministries in the future. Absolutely. Thank you again, Charbel. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you, everyone. Um, I hope you were moved by that and uh, excited as I am. This, this film, a film made by Catholics for Catholics on this very important topic, The Shroud of Turin, Who Do You Say I Am, is out now. It's available on Perusia and Demand. Go check it out and, and also support Patchwork Art Ministries. Go to the website. The links are in the description below. Uh, subscribe to the email list. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out the podcast, the regular uh, programming and things that they're putting out. They, they give out a lot of free content as well as some uh, paid content. So please have a look at that Look and, and support them as well because they're doing wonderful work for the kingdom. Um, that's another Perusia podcast. Excited to bring this one to you. And uh, until next time, make sure you're subscribing to our YouTube channel, podcast platforms if you love the audio versions, and, of course, um, our email list. Stay in touch with us um, at perusiamedia.com. I'm Shabal Reis, your host. Until next time, God bless. Bye.